Welcome to the Inside Loop Podcast, sponsored by the Flying Leatherneck Aviation Museum. I'm your host, Patrick Ball. Our mission, simple, a place where kids of all ages can get their questions answered by our experts. In this special episode, we interview Brigadier General Michael J. Aguilar, USMC retired, acting executive director of the Flying Leatherneck Aviation Museum. Good morning, General Aguilar. Please tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. A retired Brigadier General, 31 years in the Marine Corps, uh, flew primarily Cobra helicopters and had a, a great career. Uh, in fact, I like to share with people that uh, I was able to achieve my childhood dream in seventh grade. I decided I wanted to be a military pilot. So uh, I was inspired by my dad's service in World War II in the uh, Air Corps. And with what he shared with me and his stories uh, and our sense of appreciation as uh, Mexican-Americans, uh, giving back and protecting everything we have in the country, a great sense of patriotism drove me to wanting to be a military pilot. So I'm very fortunate to have, uh, to have been able to achieve my childhood dreams uh, and reach the rank of uh, Brigadier General in the best service in the United States military. How did you get involved in the museum? So after I retired, you know, and always uh, maintaining that love for aviation and marine aviation, I was made aware that we had a museum here at Miramar and I felt that everything the museum does for the community was worthwhile. Our primary focus, of course, is the preservation and the sharing with the public all the contributions of Marine Corps aviation. Uh, but our mission here at the foundation in the museum is much goes way beyond that. In addition to preserving the history and heritage of Marine Corps aviation, we also take it as an opportunity to honor all those that have served in the Marine Corps and in the military in general, uh, both active and retired. It isn't just a place for old people to gather, it's really a place also to recognize and, and um, celebrate the contributions of our Marines of today. Uh, for example, we have a display here uh, that is sponsored by the Marine Corps Aviation Association that annually recognizes all the contributions of our active duty Marines. And those trophies and recognitions are on display here at the museum. Additionally, uh, we also host and support several events, whether they're reenlistments, retirements, promotions uh, for our active duty uh, Marines here on site which goes a long way, I think, to uh, support the contributions of our active duty military. And we also host quite a few association meetings that we have here in San Diego area, and we invite people to come and visit the museum. And we'll hold a reception for them here on our site. So we do a lot more than just preserve the, the history and heritage of Marine Corps aviation. We honor all those that are serving now and have served in the past and recognize their contributions. And lastly, what we try to do here, which is very important for me, is inspire in the next generation of Americans uh, their service, uh, potential service to the country to protect everything that we hold so dear. Please tell us about the public outreach program. So we have uh, quite a few programs that, that do that. Two of our most popular ones 
sponsor a essay contest and an art contest focusing on middle school and high school individuals to either write about or draw, create a in uh, format of an art, uh, something that captures the uh, values of the Marine Corps. We ask them to write about things in their life or maybe family members, but the theme centers around the Marine Corps values. So those are two very popular programs that we support throughout the year with cash awards for those, those winners. So those are very popular. Also during the summer, we have some great programs that share with the community the experiences of uh, Marine Corps aviation with people that actually flew some of the aircraft here. We have uh, what we call Picnic with a Pilot where we have both active duty and retired personnel that will come and give a lecture presentation during noontime. People can come and have lunch with us if they'd like. But we share with them that our experiences and what it takes to be a uh, Marine Corps aviator and what's happened in their careers as a Marine aviator. That's a very popular program that we have during the summer. The other program that we have reaching out to the community, which is probably our most popular summer program, is our open cockpit. We actually are one of uh, a few museums that actually open up the aircraft and allow children and their parents, I don't know who enjoys it more, the parents or the children, but we open up the cockpit and we have our docents who have flown the aircraft or know a great deal about the aircraft, and we allow them to sit in the aircraft and kind of experience what it feels like to be a marine aviator. So those are some of the things we do during the summer. The other program we have during the year, which we think is very important, is we recognize the spouse of Marines. And so annually we have a uh, spouse recognition with a very significant uh, cash award to recognize the contributions of a Marine spouse and what they have done to uh, support their Marine uh, during their career, however long it might be. There's quite a few things we do here at the museum that go way beyond just sharing with people the aircraft, the artifacts, and the history of marine aviation. We're looking not only, to, again, to preserve those artifacts and those uh, events of Marine Corps history, uh, but to honor all those that have served and, again, inspire and recognize uh, the contributions of uh, those that uh, are serving now, have served in the past, and hope to share with the future of America what they could possibly do to continue to preserve all our freedoms. My understanding is this is a command museum, but it's funded by a foundation. That is correct. The museum is a command museum, meaning that is, it is the property of the Marine Corps, and although they do uh, support financially the operations of it, uh, it's not enough to keep everything going. So the foundation, which is a nonprofit organization, uh, raises money to support the preservation and restoration of aircraft. Those programs we talked about, we, we raise funds for to run here at the museum. Because of the uh, funds necessary to run the day-to-day -day operations, the foundation actually is responsible and covers the overhead necessary for the day-to-day -day operations, meaning opening the doors, closing the doors, and maintaining the facilities and the grounds for the uh, command museum. So there are two separate entities owned and operated by the Marine Corps, which means because it's a government facility, there is no admission fee, so it's all free. 
So any funds necessary to run the cost of operations uh, really comes from the foundation. And so that's, that's a big part of our annual efforts is to raise money to keep the museum open and operating on a daily basis. Would you tell us what effect the COVID pandemic has had on the museum? Boy, we've really been hit very, very hard. All, uh, well, all retail businesses, of course, in the country have been hit hard. Uh, nonprofits such as the foundation that we have here has really, really been hit very hard. In fact, uh, for San Diego, uh, we have probably been hit harder than any other museum in the county. And the reason for that is early on with COVID, the base here was identified as a site for the evacuation of the Americans out of China. That resulted, unfortunately, in the base having to close down the museum in February. So starting in February of this year, we uh, had to close down the museum um, because of the, to support the evacuees out of China. We opened up for a week, but immediately got hit after that with more evacuees from the uh, cruise ship that was up in Oakland. So we shut the doors again. And then unfortunately, uh, by the time March rolled around and the COVID uh, situation got even worse, in order to protect the operating forces, the command decided that it was in the best interest to close the museum until things got better. So for the whole summer, uh, starting back in February, just until September, we have been closed. The impact on us was twofold. One, we are dependent on donations at the door. We don't charge, but we do ask for donations. For the majority of this year, that revenue source was completely dried up. We also run a museum store here that with the profits, we're able to uh, gain additional revenue to support the museum. All our sales ended that period. So we have literally just been dipping into our savings account to uh, raise money. Uh, so it's been a real challenge for us this year, but it's going to be difficult for us to, to continue to operate under this COVID conditions. Uh, that's why we've had to change our whole approach to raising money this year. We just started our annual fundraising campaign, which is made up of several parts. It begins with our annual appeal letter. I'm sure many people re uh, are, are familiar with, they receive numerous appeal letters in, in the mail. And, and we participate in that and we're very dependent upon that appeal effort. So we're hoping this year uh, that we can generate a, a, a lot more uh, from that appeal letter. Other events that we've had in the past that raise funds, we have to look at and see how we're going to approach them. We have a major fundraising campaign that uh, we had to put on uh, a much reduced effort because of the inability to meet with people because of COVID. So we have to adjust how we're reaching out to major fund uh, potential donors. Uh, events that are very supportive and beneficial for fundraising are non-existence. We can't have large galas. We can't have uh, other auctions and things of that nature. So this year, and as long as COVID continues to be a challenge for us, we will be very dependent on donations on our website, through our appeal letters, 
And fortunately, because we just opened in September, we now were able to get some attendance at the front door. But uh, it's going to be tough for us to continue to support the museum and share uh, and provide for the community all those things that are of value to the community with this museum. Uh, but what we have found since that we've opened, it's a great opportunity for families uh, to get out of the house, to bring their kids, and, and have an outdoor experience. Uh, so we're, we're hopeful that through the generosity of our supporters and the people in the community, that we'll be able to continue to operate uh, and get past this COVID uh, challenge. Thank you so much, General Aguilar, for your service, your dedication to the museum, and your support of the foundation. We look forward to this museum's continued support to our community. Okay, well, thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it. Remember, if you have a question, visit our website at flyingleathernecks.org. We're under the Education tab. And don't forget to subscribe so you, too, will be tuned into future episodes of the Inside Loop podcast. This is Patrick Ball. Mission accomplished. Thanks for listening. See you in the next episode.